It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling And everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year It is the most wonderful time of the year Remember those ESPN Bowl commercials? Truly the best Oh, okay. Here, trivia question for you, Blaine. Let's do it before we start. Okay. Oh no, we're 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 rolling, Mark. We're rolling. Okay, we're rolling. What's the trivia question? What was the uh, intro song for College Game Day before Big and Rich coming to your city? It was Bubba Sparks back in the mud. Good man. There you go. All right. Now you hit CJ. We'll try that. I mean, I'm sorry, CJ. I guess I didn't even get a chance to answer, but. No, you're perfectly fine. I was sitting here trying to figure. I could hear the tune. I just wasn't coming up with the song. 100%. No doubter. Mark, I feel like that would have got a lot of people, I feel like. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I don't know why Who is the really uh, good right now about that, though. I'm not going to lie. What was the first uh, headgear pick on game day? It was, oh, was Brutus State. Buckeye. Yeah, yeah, CJ, you got that first. I'll easy. give you that. Yeah. That was way too easy. Where did Lee Corso coach and what significance? Indiana. Yes. What significance does that have? Uh, I don't know the significance. Tell us. All right. Indiana scored the first touchdown against Ohio State. Lee Corso called a timeout, and he went, took the entire team out into the middle of the field, took a picture in front of the scoreboard. They ended up losing, (laughs) like, 42-7. to But he had a seven nothing scoreboard picture yeah. they could use in recruiting yeah. at Ohio State. He had enough to get one. He knew what the hell was coming. Not tonight, sweetheart. Give me that head. That's where Treasure Lee Corso is. Um, Lee Corso, I swear. I mean, in terms of our. I mean, the royal family. I mean, rest in peace. Hey, what about Missoula's royal, royal family comments? It's pretty awesome. Do what? Missoula's royal, royal family uh, comments in the media was kind of funny. 
I text him about that. <laughs> it was interesting. Uh, yeah. Did you get a chance to meet with the royal family? And if not, how was it like having them there in the building? Jesus, Mary, and Joseph? <laughs> the prince and princess of Wales. Oh, no, I did not. I'm only familiar with one royal family. I don't know too much about that one. Thank you. But I'm glad they're hopefully they're Celtic fans. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I text him about that. He, but, uh, um, yeah, his with that, Mark. Um, Joe was just a little bit um, annoyed that there was so much main flash and pop circumstance around the royal family there. So, I mean, nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's good. I think it's good. It's well said. I can say, I I can say what was really mentioned, <laughs> but I don't want to. No, no, you're fine, buddy. It's we'll we'll we'll, we'll leave it. We'll leave it be. Leave All it be. right. The, the yeah. smirks there. That that was enough. We we know. Um. Now, I mean, we're here to discuss bowl games, fellas. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Going to be kind of fun. Get Army-Navy this weekend, the sweet uniforms. Best game of the year, despite what Sussman says. Love you, Mike, but... Sorry, Mike, don't agree with your opinion there on Army-Navy. Sorry. No, not at all. Not so fast, my friends. And now, Mark, the take he has is that it's just middle school option football versus option football, which is bad, and it's just we watch it because it's Army versus Navy. I actually agree with that. It's bad. It really <laughs> is bad. <laughs> but it's good. It's a good way of bad because every year, I mean, you see Army Navy, you got the triple option you have all these different things i think i mean good god the pageantry of it's incredible good good god the pageantry that's the whole thing the it's just uh the thing that brings you in as an american i mean you want to go out to your grill and put a steak on there and you want to season it with some good old old bay since <laughs> they're going to Maryland and then flip it over throw it on your plate get some Idaho potatoes and get you some ramps from West by God Virginia and also get you some moonshine from West by God Virginia and then you got the whole deal that's Mark's Army Navy pregame fee, CJ. It's pretty impressive, don't you say? Uh, that's that is pretty pretty good stuff right there. Anyway, I'm, I'm all for anyway, it. Anyway, I'll calmly say, "Go Army, beat Navy." No. Whoa, whoa, no, <laughs> no, Mark. I, we, my granddad was a machinist in the Navy and served proudly, and uh, really proud of him. Uh, and what he 
wow. what he did. And so I'm all about the Navy, man. And going up there and seeing it last year with Marshall and the midshipmen were really courteous and cool. And even though Marshall kind of whooped a can on him on the football field, Army might win the football game, but you always got to pull for Navy. Go Navy. Well, beat Army. Uh, and I know, CJ, you're about it too. So Absolutely. Yeah, my granddad was a – was a naval officer um so yeah it's it's definitely always been go navy beat army they play each other and the respect they have it's incredible to watch now not everybody has a tie to the uh hometown lenders bahamas bowl though fellas i know that much huh. <laughs> have, have, have y'all seen the uh, reddit posts of somebody that some guy that went Thomas Bowl. It's been a have have not, Mark. Tell us. I know they get some crazy weather sometimes. No, I remember him saying they just they didn't even take your tickets. When <laughs> a kid, there was literally a kid at the stadium shooting a bow and arrow with their. A member of the Bahamian—I swear to God—the Bahamian National Guard <laughs> directed somebody off of the track because the track around the field to use the bathroom in Ohio's locker room. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Bahamas Bowl is going to be fun. I would love. I don't understand why that's not the best bowl. It should be a BCS bowl, <laughs> but instead it has Miami, Ohio, and UAB. <laughs> so, you- ACJ, a- it's an eleven thirty kick on a Friday. Kind of cool. Start your potential holiday weekends early on ESPN. Now you're going to take us the rest of the way where it comes to these lines here. Uh, and we're going to try and guess them. But uh, what what are we looking at here? I'm imagining UAB is a favorite in this one. Probably go by about seven and a half. UAB is a favorite. See over under. Well, UAB is a favorite. However, the, the number's a little bigger than seven and a half, Blaine. Really? It's ten. Okay, interesting. Okay. Over under, the over under sits at 44 and a half. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, you hammer that. I feel like hammer down. Even with these defenses being really good, I feel like they'll score some points mm-hmm. unless the weather's really bad there. Wow. Tickets supposedly mark are $326 right now. You can just so. walk in. I, seriously. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You can just walk in. Beside people that are shooting bow and arrows with their feet, and guardsmen leading heat. <laughs> I mean, the Chuck Martin uh, defense is buffer. pretty stout for the Red Hawks. Yeah, UAB is going to have Trent Dilfer next year as a head coach. Uh, Hopkins, a quarterback. Oh. You know, I'm excited to see Dilfer with that job. I think yeah. he'll do really well. Yeah, McBride, we they'll probably ride McBride to the win here. I don't know about the ten, and that feels kind of big. In that in that line though, wait. We need to talk a little bit about Trent Dilfer now. <laughs> I agree. I agree, Mark. Because I'm um, Lord. Where did 
that come from? What was he doing beforehand? He's been coaching those quarterbacks and coaching in high school down that way for a while now. I feel like it's a very interesting play by UAB. I think it's just a little bit of realization that all of us are, we're kind of getting a little bit old. Because <laughs> we got Trent Dilfer getting UAB. We Coach got Prime's in Colorado. Prime, Colorado. <laughs> yeah. We got people, I mean, Jesus. They're looking for a heartline. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, CJ, what what are you thinking in this game? Yeah, I'm with you. I feel like that line's a little big uh, for UAB. I, I feel like it'll be that. That's probably going to be a one score game. Maybe I guess seven and a half. I'd probably really consider it. Um, but at ten, that feels a little bit. A little bit of a stretch there. I do love the over, though. Absolutely love the over. Yeah, 44 and a half just feels really small. Easy. Like, Easy. These yeah. teams either defensively will make a couple plays to set up offensive scores or they'll bust a couple big plays. It's a bowl game. Like, ah, 44 and a hook. That just hammer that. Get on it now. Last like, game of the year. Don't Can't hold anything, anything back, back now, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, um. What's it? I know it's a double header, CJ, and the bowl yep. game is actually really good. Yep, coming up uh, next, three yeah. o'clock or that day. three o'clock. We actually get a ranked on ranked matchup with the Roadrunners of UTSA taking on Troy from the Trading Cure Bowl, the Loose Ooh. Trading Cure Bowl. Yep, man, and 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 you've got the Fun Belt champ and Troy playing well. In the rankings, Frank the Tank and the Road Runners, also uh, sorry. top USA's champs. I mean, you got you got. I mean, these are the two best teams other than the American teams going at it in this bowl game right off the bat. Excited to watch it. I'm gonna say CJ Troy is a slight favorite, maybe by like I don't know a couple points. I'll maybe go Troy like minus two. Uh, let me remind you one thing. Troy gave West Virginia football Neil Brown. <laughs> right, Mark? Yes, yes, they did. So, so you're so you're going Roadrunners? I'm going meep meep. Okay, go Roadrunners. Yes. What's what's the line there, CJ? Uh, Troy is a favorite. But it's essentially a pick 'em Troy minus one. I think within a point you get credit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing. I'm UTSA. So. I think UTSA might win the game. I'm just picking what the line is. It's gonna be a fun game. What the hell is the difference on that one? That's a fun game. Yeah. Uh, I mean the Roadrunners. And the way Coach Trailer and those guys kind of run their offense, and Harris is coming back for a seventh season. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Unreal, unbelievable, yeah, unreal. They're the gonna whole, be fun again next the year. The whole COVID situation screwed everything out. It's like JT Daniels today too. It's crazy. It's crazy. 
are we ready to go to the Fenway Bowl here? We are. We are Saturday, December the 17th, 11 a.m. kick from the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. The Bearcats of Cincinnati, the Cardinals of Louisville. Just awesome that their coach is literally leaving to, to go to the other school. Yeah. How crazy is that bowl game? And it's going to be at Fenway Park. We could hide I, that down there in Boston. I love it. I'm just, I'm just thinking about the last few uh, bowls we've mentioned. I'm like, okay, I have been to those, that one, that one, and that one. And it wasn't football. It was baseball or soccer. Right. And I got drunk off my ass. Hey, good times. <laughs> but, yeah, Fenway. I love Fenway. I love the area. I love Boston. Finally getting to go there was awesome. Uh, yeah. What, what are we thinking in this game, though? I mean, are we – But, I, I mean, what do you think – Cincinnati the, uh, motivated here at all? That's the thing. What, I mean, what do you think the motivation is at this point? I mean, what do you do there? You can't. This I mean, is uh, this is unprecedented territory. It really is. So I'll go ahead really... and say, is Satterfield coaching Louisville against uh, Cincinnati? I have not heard. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable coaching. I don't feel comfortable having a line on this game right now. They haven't said yes or no at this point. Last I saw, um, this was before he took the job. I saw or. Starfield said that he would coach no matter what. <laughs> so now we're in an awkward position. Um, yeah, that's an understatement. What's the line, CJ? I, I'll go ahead and say, I feel like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Louisville's been playing well of late. I'll go ahead and say, no. Nah. That yeah, Louisville's a slight favorite, like maybe like a two point favorite. I'm going. What's the over under? Well, Louisville is a slight favorite at one and a half. With okay, the over, with the over under sitting at forty four in the hook. Oh, over, easy, easy, on that one. I, I probably um, tend to agree with that too. Yeah, I, I, I definitely do um, love the over here. I kind of actually, regardless really of what happens with Satterfield, I, I kind of at this one really kind of lean Louisville simply because we talk about what's the motivation. Well, I think the motivation for the players is going to be, okay, well, you went to go take this job. Watch what we do to them. Right. And well, I think that's no, why you well, picked. Yep. Also, I mean, if you're talking about motivation, the – senior class right now they went to Louisville under Bobby Petrino started there during a motorcycle or rock accident so yeah. that was the arc yeah. interesting interesting little arc there with Petrino that's for sure hey what's what's our next bowl game there CJ I, I, I kind of lean Louisville and I like the over two I think I, I think we both all kind of go that way right yeah yep. all right so the next one takes us out to the desert the SRS distribution Las Vegas Bowl 
features the Florida Gatehaws against the 14th-ranked Beavers of Oregon State. Ooh. Oregon State's probably like a double-digit favorite in this game. I probably will take Florida plus points, but Oregon State will win. What's the points? What's the guess there, Blaine? I'm going to go with nine. Nine? Oregon, Oregon State minus nine. Oregon State minus ten in the hook. Wow. Nope. Well, I don't like the total either at 52, Don to be honest. Don Wilson's not – he already announced today, didn't he? He's not playing, so. Yeah, Richardson's out. Richardson, not Don Wilson. I'm not <laughs> quarterback. I mean, hey, the way Oregon State ran the football against Oregon, if they, they can do that against Florida again, I don't think Dang. 52. That's a weird total. I don't I, like that either way. I love Corvallis, Oregon. Been there before. They're going to come to Vegas, that's for sure. I hope. I would love to see it again. I want the last blockbuster that was in America. Is that in Corvallis? Corvallis. It's near Corvallis. It's in Bend. Okay, Bend. I knew that. Yeah. I have been there. Chop, chop. Let's go, Beavers. Ooh, chop, beavers chop. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like it, Mark. I like it. I hope they just kind of finish strong, get that win, don't lose to Florida. I like I mean, he's doing a hell of a job over there in Corrales. I, there's he probably the most connected, I think, any college football coach right now with program. So you programs need to take a look at that. <laughs> yeah, I, I ten and a half is kind of a big number. I, I do like the under simply just with Richardson not playing. Florida's offense has been very Jekyll and Hyde and anemic at times this year. Um, I like the under in that one. Uh, I like Oregon State to win, but I think Florida maybe finds a way to cover ten and a half. I'm with you, CJ. I think they cover for sure. I don't like the total either way. And Jonathan Smith, that job's phenomenal. I want them to get to ten and three for sure. Bowl game three thirty kickoff. I'm gonna stay out west. The this is such a get ready for this one. It's gonna take me a minute for the bowl game. The Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl presented by Citifel. <laughs> uh, features the Cougars. At least it's the first week in a bowls. Yeah, features the Cougars from Washington State taking on the Bulldogs of Fresno State. Give me Fresno almost on a pick'em. Because I don't know why, but people don't respect them. Jay Kaner have a huge game. Give me Fresno. Potentially on a pick them. Like I said, uh, I have, I have fighting Pat Hills, I man. Have. The you, fighting Pat Hills. Um, Fresno State actually is a one point favorite. Okay, give me, give me Washington State. I think no way, Mark. Uh, yeah, Washington State. You know them. I mean, they're going to come up from the Palouse. 
they're going to be hammered strong. Going to be ready, I think, President's Day. Plus, I think Jimmy Kimmel's kind of a dick, but <laughs> I don't. I don't like Jimmy Kimmel, but I might watch this game. Yeah. Uh, Better uh, chance of me watching this game than his show, that's for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah. I do, I used to like the Guillermo stuff, he was kind of funny, but that even lost its charm. Oh, yeah. Cam Ward's fun, though, he's a good quarterback. Well, the it's always weird, it seems like Washington State, they always have a either a weird coach or a weird quarterback, doesn't they? Because he had Rolovic <laughs> with the uh, COVID-19. In both the times. You had Mike Lee. We send our condolences out to the families and friends of Mike Leach. Rest in peace. One of the iconic legends of the sport. We have the Pirates just able to sail away in peace. If you want to listen to more, we'll have a eulogy at the end from Mark Basham. Now back to the Bulls. Thanks, Coach Leach. Swing your sword. Gardner Minshew. Then you had Gardner Minshew. So, my, uh, Washington State's kind of like the drunk cousin at a family barbecue. And those people are really kind of fun. I met a couple of them yeah. uh, up at game day this year at, at the brawl. Interesting folks there. The, uh, the bears of the flag for the Crimson Cougars. From Trust the police. Me. Trust yeah. me, I went up there and it's a. Uh, I went to, I actually went to Utah, Washington State, down in Salt Lake. And the Utah fans were incredible, but they were incredibly insane. Yeah. And the. Hey, then Utah fans Washington are going to be incredibly fans. insane in the Rose Bowl. That's going to be fun talk about later on yeah uh, but um I, I gotta go with fresno so what's yep gj what are you thinking there man you roll yeah, fresno I'm, as well yeah i'm going fresno there yeah. as well um yeah yeah I, that i think not a whole lot of respect uh for that team and, and they're definitely definitely state's kind of they're interesting but i mean yeah so, right. we're gonna say okay so on to the next one here. We get the beautiful Lending Tree Bowl. From Mobile, Alabama. Beautiful. beautiful Features <laughs> somehow Rice at five he and seven. The sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> somehow Rice at five and seven is in a bowl game. And Losers at three straight, by the way. Yep. Taking on Southern Miss. I I will will state this right now. I've told Blaine this before. Several years ago, I had a certain bar in Morgantown that took my bets. And they would take my parlay card every week. And I would bet rice every week. And for that entire year... Rice covered every single damn game. So I am not betting against the Owls. I don't know why I picked them to begin with, but let's go Owls. Go Rice. 
Well, I'll say this. I'll pick against Rice. <laughs> I'll, take Southern Miss. I'll take Southern Miss minus seven. Yeah, they lost three in a row and had to scrape in against Fun Row 20 to 10 to make a bowl. But they, they showed a lot of progress this year, and Rice has lost three straight. They're bad. They're real bad, Mark. I mean, they gave up 45 to Western, 41 to, to UTSA. Granted, the two best teams are two of the better offenses in that conference, but they gave up 56 to Charlotte. I mean, they only scored 17 against North Texas in that. Dude, they, they're terrible. They're terrible. Give me Southern Miss big. They won big. Me, They won me with the spread 12 weeks in a row. That's all I mean, McMahon's supposedly good. I don't know. I just – no way I'm taking rice. You shouldn't bet this game. No, no I'm not game. I'm not betting the damn You will. You'll bet rice, Mark. We know. I used to, but we know it. I, I, yeah, I stopped betting <laughs> rice. Yeah, I stopped yeah, betting the, rice back five years ago. <laughs> yeah, the only people touching this game are the degenerates that just literally got nothing better to do. Or really, really think Southern Miss is gonna whoop them and they know it's or... easy money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Or waiting for Hawaii to kick off. Thinking, yeah. oh shit, let me put all my money here. I can get back. Or hey, so. you can go to the New Mexico Bowl and try and do the same thing, right, CJ? Absolutely, yeah. The New Mexico Bowl is the next one at 7.30. The Ponies of SMU taking on the Cougars of BYU. Ooh, mm. hammer the over regardless of what it is in this game. 70 and a half. Oh. Yes, over, over. Oh. oh, over. Bowl game over. I'm going over too. Oh yeah, absolutely. A little bit hard because you know Mordecai and Hall are both studs. Got some good receivers out on the outside. Rice is phenomenal for SMU. BYU is just an interesting team. I mean, wow, that's a good game. Two seven and five. Five squads. That's, that should be a fun game. Yeah, I, 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 look, I, feel I look forward to that one. I'll go with BYU minus BYU minus three, seven thirty on ABC. Actually, SMU is the favorite at one and a half. Oh, really? Oh, it's an Albuquerque there, Mark. Oh, the Lobos thirty-five degrees. That makes me lean BYU God, even more. I, I love me some New Mexico. A uh, little bit of Christmas. In the air, uh, salsa that'll the, make everybody perked up. The ponies are one and a half, though. The favorite there, CJ. Really, they are. Maybe there's somebody not playing that we need to know about. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, they're good too. Both teams are interesting. I mean, yeah, I, I think some of it probably comes down to I think because BYU has had moments this year where they haven't quite been what we've come to expect out of them you know i mean the the oregon game kind of being i think the big one that sticks out in a lot of people's Doesn't heads why you do that every year though really championship they pretty much underachieve every year well yeah but i mean i think though you look at especially what they did the last couple of years and then you know you had the the game against oregon where you get trounced you get absolutely housed by Liberty on the road. ECU comes into your building and beats you. I, I think that's what's leaning into this a lot is, is I, I don't know how much people really 
think of this BYU team as it currently constructed. It's, uh, yeah. I um, mean, it, it, it'll be I, a fun game to watch, I think, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely going to be a lot of points. Good a lot quarterbacks, of too. Good quarterbacks. Yeah. I'm, I'm now, if you like defense, if, if you like defense, I wouldn't tune in. <laughs> Unless somebody steps up, you never know. Bowl games could get weird, 35 degrees. Yeah. I'm never know. Last one of the day for the 17th is a 9-15 kick. It is the Frisco Bowl from Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas. It's the only one probably named after its actual city and just only the city. No sponsor. Ironically, too, because... These, the Mean Green of North Texas taking on the Broncos of Boise State. Oh, I'll take Boise probably by 10 um, because ding, ding, li- ding, literal. Li- oh, let's go. Literal got fired. Day. I think Ani can throw it around, but Boise, their defense is too strong and, and they'll run the ball over him. I'll go Boise, by the way. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I like Boise here, minus 10. Uh, the over-under number is interesting at 56 and a half. Don't love it. Don't love it one way or the other. Wouldn't be rushing to the window Ooh. to play it. 43-degree weather, like, bad offense, new okay. new coach. I mean, I don't like Yeah, I'm about, I'm about to say, is Latrell still coaching? Or? No, he is not. He's relieved of his duties. He's relieved of his duties, okay. And I know that Jake Spavel is a possible replacement. No, he there. took the offensive coordinator job at Cal today. Oh. Wow. Interesting. He had that job right before he took the uh, Texas State job, too. So it ain't the first time he had that one. That's interesting. Hmm. But I'll go under because right now, if you would have told me two minutes ago that Seth Luttrell still around that <laughs> Jake Spavadol was still around I would have taken the over but now I'm taking the under under <laughs> okay. yeah I'm definitely taking the under I'm kind of like Blaine I don't really like that number um, but I definitely think it's an under just I think Boise might just dominate them. Yeah, and I just you're you're going to count on Boise carrying the majority of that number, and I think that's tough. Yeah, I'd agree. Idaho. So I'd agree. Love my people. Hey, Idaho. Cue so the music here, CJ. We're going to talk all about this on a herd hour preview. Monday the nineteenth, the herd travel down to, and this is actually kind of a funny one because I. It's funny because I laughed at it because Myrtle Beach has become kind of, you know, Morgantown <laughs> South almost. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, uh-huh. you've got the, the thundering herd traveling down there to take on, I think, what everybody would probably consider the surprise of the college football season. Um, a six and six Husky team from Connecticut. I have more stories from Myrtle Beach on one night 
you probably had in your entire college career. <laughs> that damn city will eat you a lot. It, it's fun for West Virginians. That is absolutely for sure. A long weekend. It's a Monday, like you said, CJ, 2.30. Kind of interesting. There's going to be a good contingent of hurt folks there. They're already talking about trying to break that record uh, for attendance in that bowl. I think Marshall's going to be about a 10-point favorite. Uh, they are. They are a 10-point favorite. Let's go. Back-to-backs. Um, With the over-under number at 40 and a half. 40. Well, they think You're Marshall's in gonna, Iowa territory, dude. Marshall's absolutely going to shut down that UConn offense. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, mm. Oh, really, Mark? Mm. Well, it, it, just thinking. You're, you're, you're mean, talking about shutting down an offense that's only averaging just under 20 points a game. That's I don't really. Yeah, let's let's. You say shut them down is kind of intriguing. Uh, you got Jim Moore too. Jim Mora has a great offensive plan. He has had it in the past in the NFL, in college football, and right now he has a UConn. I think, yeah. Are they going to shut down Laybourne and, and Ali in that run game, though? I don't think so. I think so. I believe really? so. Yes. I think UConn will shut them down, but I don't think they'll win by any means, but I think they'll cover seven it's 10 mark it's 10 now it's 10 it always was i got that one right (laughs) well never mind hey uconn's nine and three versus the spread though either way yeah they're covering so hey and tickets are 35 bucks by the way seven ten kiss my ass who cares (laughs) 35 bucks to get you in by the way yeah, I, I I'm kind of with Mark on this one. I, I I like UConn to to be inside that number ten. Ten's a little big, um, for me in this one, um, because I I really do think you know more off on the defensive end. Uh, it's going to be a load the box, really slow that run game down to force Marshall's quarterbacks to to be the ones that beat them. Um, and that's that's kind of been Marshall's struggle at times is getting really good quarterback play at times. Um, and this is a good pesky UConn team. Um, I think Marshall does find a way to win, but I think UConn covers. Now, I think I also think that this game could be a big game for Huff because there are people that actually are looking towards him as kind of the next graduate from the Nick Saban coaches school who don't know how to coach good and want to do other good things as well. (laughs) (laughs) Say what? Springboard him into another, a higher position, Marshall. So You never know. I mean, nine and four Myrtle Beach Bowl win. Um, Coming off of last year's first year, yeah, where he went, I, I still laugh whenever seven and six Beach Bowl win, or eight and five. I can't remember. I mean, hey, good. <laughs> hey, bowl game's a bowl game, and Marshall wins them at a high rate. I'll take the herd for sure. I kind of like the under as well, but forty and a half is so low. So Dude, maybe low. you look in game, maybe a score or two happens early, then you kind of pounce on it live. Uh, but I'll take the herd, and you can listen to all the. All about that on the herd hour as well. 
It's going to be fun. Yeah. Don't trust Arvon. <laughs> All right. So oh, now, man. What? Really? So, <laughs> so, Marshall will share just the stage alone on Monday, just them in UConn. So now, Tuesday, December the 20th, 3 30. One of my favorite bowl names, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. <laughs> so, Feats- we got somebody from Idaho here. <laughs> features the Spartans of San Jose State and the Eagles of Eastern Michigan. It's actually a good game. Intriguing, at least. Very intriguing. One thing that I regret the most about my time that I spent in Idaho, I never made it to the blue turf. And I don't understand why more teams don't put down similar turf. Like it looks ugly because it's ugly, it's stupid, and if you want to be big boy football, you play on green. Sorry, it, say it with your chest. Exactly. Yeah, but if you're friggin' Boise State, you're Eastern Michigan. You're yeah, but Eastern, Washington. Ooh, Eastern Michigan's going to be used to this. Eastern Michigan's point. got that green and gray. You're right. It's a factory, Mark. Good call. Yeah. Well, but see, the, the, the green and gray, I, I'm okay with. I kind of love it. With Boise, Boise State, okay, it used to be a gimmick. It used to be good. You've surpassed that now. Like, you've kind of elevated yourself in amongst the top of the group of five, or at least in that conversation. You've got to get away from the gimmick. You're saying they got away from that for something that happened, what, back in 20 or 2006, 2007? I'm just saying if you're Boise State and you're looking at the landscape, that blue turf is going to be ultimately a death nail because it's gimmicky and and there's literally no conference in a lot that's going to allow you to keep that. I mean, Boise. I'm honestly, sorry, it's a gimmick and it's awful and it's got to go. Honestly, Boise has kind of niche with it. And I think they are. Including the Idaho Potato Bowl. Yeah. Uh, they, um, some teams need some. And Boise State has conquered the corner. On that gimmick, and, and they definitely I, have that's for sure. Boise might get into whenever the Pac 12 expands, following the uh, rabble, rabble, rabble. People, people, calm down. <laughs> Five days before Christmas. Probably going to be like 20 degrees on, on the blue. Who you got, Eastern Michigan or San Jose State? I'm probably going to go Eastern Michigan, considering it's going to be cold. I know they got a good quarterback in Cordero, but those boys aren't ready for that cold weather. Eastern Michigan will be, right? Well, San Jose State's actually the three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, maybe, you get, maybe you get a little money line dog here, plus 150 there, C.J., Take the boys from the factory there in Eastern Michigan. 
again, uh, we're... that's kind of the way I, I would look at it and, and go with it. Um, you know, like I said, that that's going to be be one that the weather definitely, I think, definitely plays a factor in. Uh, 54 and a half, I, I feel like because of the weather, um, the way both of these defenses can play um, at times. You lean I, under. Yeah, I, I'm leaning the under. Um, Eastern Eastern Michigan loves to run the ball. Um, San Jose State's kind of at their best when they can do that as well. I, I, I Yeah, I'm definitely leaning the under here on that. I'm the same way, under. I'm going to swim. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised San Jose State's the favorite betting line-wise because nobody really gives Eastern Michigan any credit. I'm, I'm, surprised like the, I'm surprised the over-under was that low, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I trust that total, though, either way in that game. Um, to CJ, I know we got another game that day. Uh, we do. At 7.30, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl features the Rockets of Toledo against the Flames from Liberty. Oh, it's your... It's your other big bowl there, CJ. Yeah, my my boys from Lynchburg. How how's the Caldwell stuff gonna affect the bowl game? Get them pumped, maybe? Does um, it matter? I, what are we looking at? I know it's kind of smoke and mirrors to get them to eight and one this year as well. I don't think people give you enough credit for that, and then they kind of fell apart. But they were really overachieving early in the year. Well, overachieving early, a lot of injuries, especially at the quarterback position. Um, yeah, I think they, they had four different starting quarterbacks, um, at this year. Um, they, you know, obviously running back injuries, um, with Hunter being out, um, you know, to to get to eight and four and to have some of the wins they did. Um, that's, that's just a heck of a job by the Hugh Freeze and that staff. Um, I I think that the Chadwell hire, I think helps a little because you've got some guys there that, um, probably want to try and impress new coach coming in. Um, haven't had a whole lot of defections in the portal, which isn't a huge shock. Um, so I, I think there's a little bit of pump in that for them. Um, you know, and this has been kind of one of those scrappy teams all year. This is going to be kind of an interesting to, to watch, um, you know, which Liberty team comes out. The one that you saw at the beginning of the year that scrapped fight and found ways to win or the one that flat out quit a winning freeze over the last two, two weeks. I think Toledo is probably going to be about a three-point favorite, right? Four and a half. Oh wow! I mean, Toledo's got more explosive uh-huh. players. Candles got a little bit of continuity. That Finn kid's a really good quarterback. They just won the MAC title. They look pretty strong. Yeah. It's a good Ohio team Blame. defensively. I kind of like Toledo. You yeah. can tell I have a lot to say right now, but I am going to say civil. I'm going to also say that I'm currently in a lawsuit with Liberty University oh. for defamation. So <laughs> we'll keep that under wraps. All right. But <laughs> I don't know why Chadwell took that job. I don't know, honestly. CJ versus Mark. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it it's a big pay raise for him, and then 
you know, I, I listened to the introductory press conference. Um, Liberty has been a school I think has kind of always been on his map. Um, you know, he he talked a lot about, you know, kind of his faith and that kind of thing, um, which, you know, Liberty's a, a private Christian school. Um, so I think that factored in. Obviously, the $3 million raise um, doesn't hurt. Um, and, and I think if you look at it, too, from the program, what they've built facility-wise, uh, the facilities are, you know, top notch uh you're going into a conference in the conference usa which you know right or wrongly is probably as far as the group of five maybe a considered i'm not saying it should be but from the outsiders maybe considered a little bit of a step in the group of five up um and and to be honest and and to be honest with you i mean you look at liberty and the way conference usa is going to look as far as you know facilities and program i mean they're definitely financially going to be kind of ahead of some of these other schools so it's probably a sideways step for him but from the sounds of it is is liberty was kind of always a school that really was kind of on his radar so it's a sideways spot to dominate but right. he would just kind of built something that was really, really special with a really great quarterback. Now he can go somewhere where he might have better resources, maybe more talent, wins for a while. Then he gets the next big boy job. But, yeah, and I right? think it's going to be interesting to see too here, and I because I, I've been kind of trying to keep my eye on it, is does Grayson McCall follow? Maybe for a year, could could definitely. Yeah, um, so that, that to me that's but it's, it's really interesting to kind of see how how that goes. I'll um, tell you, I'll tell you this, CJ, Toledo's going to beat him on the field though in that bowl game, and badly, I have a feeling. Well, see, and that's and that's where I'm kind of strong on this one because you've seen two different Liberty teams over the course of like the last eight weeks. Um, you know, Toledo is a four and a half point favorite. What have you seen last? Though I think that's what you got to look at. Yeah, and I, and I think that's kind of true. I I, I don't disagree with you, but I, I am actually going to go Liberty here to cover. I, I don't know if went out right, but cover. The reason I'm going to say that is, is I think everything with Hugh over the last three weeks had taken its toll, um, and this was kind of the second year in a row uh, the kids in that program kind of had to deal with the rumor mill. He handled it much better than he did last year than he did this year. Um, and I think that kind of led to it. I think him being gone kind of changes it. The coaching staff, for the most part, has stayed in yeah. intact. Uh, the defensive coordinator is going to be the interim head coach. Um, and from the sounds of it, I, I think he can kind of get this locker room rallied. Um, I, I think a win might be a stretch, but I, I could see them covering the four and a half. I mean, he just didn't have a quarterback all year. I mean, let's be real. They haven't. Um, Bennett is should be healthy to be able to go. Um, he's he has played well for them at quarterback. Obviously, the the plan was for it to be Brewer, but unfortunately, he gets hurt, um, and that kind of kills it. So, like I said, I, I I like Liberty to to find a way to cover this thing, but you might be right in, in Toledo winning outright. Yeah, definitely take take the Rockets and the number fifty three in the hook. I don't really know. Probably over. Probably over. Yeah, probably because it is a bowl game and you just never know what's going to happen. Hey, so next day, next yep. bowl. Next, well, next got bowl. There. Yeah, we can. <laughs> this might be uh, the. Uh... We'll move on, Mark, for your for your liberty purposes, buddy. All yeah. right. And, and this that. might this might be 
the leader in the clubhouse as far as you know name that has stayed the same the longest but it is the rl carriers new orleans bowl the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky against the Jaguars mm. of South Alabama. Oh, okay. I'll go South Alabama about a touchdown favorite. I mean. It, South Alabama, it's seven in the hook. I'll take that. And that defense is so good. They should have beat UCLA out in the Rose Bowl. Didn't get it done. I think their defense will be very good against West Kentucky, who still slings it around this year with a quarterback there in Austin Reed, 36 touchdown passes this year, but still, I mean, South Alabama defense is very stout. What's the total in that game? The total is 54 in the hook. Oh, God, yeah. Mm. Go over. I mean, like Blaine said. Yeah, West Kentucky's defense is a little leaky. In fact, I think South Alabama is going to roll – the Trojans. So I think the- I don't love that total though. I won't lie. It's intriguing really? because as you said, you know, their defense West- is very good. South Alabama is very, very good. Yeah, but Western Kentucky's defense can be very bad. Awful. Yeah. So you almost feel like you almost feel like the South Alabama, if they can get you into like thirty-seven, the- seventeen, you get it, or you don't get it, actually. But you know what I mean that that makes me a little nervous. Well, it, it doesn't. I know South Alabama's defense is really good, but this is a Western Kentucky team that can can put up points, and they will throw it around the yard. And that's Western, been the one area Western South Kentucky, Alabama hasn't been as dominant in is is on the back end. Western Kentucky has always been dominating. Offense. I mean, we've seen it for years. We saw it for years. So you never know what you're going to. Oh, I mean, they, they might be able to, to sling it around enough to to definitely find a way to win that game. I mean, now also remember, though, the Jaguars on the other end, Carter Bradley, the senior, 25 touchdowns this year, almost 3,000 yards. He's done very, very well. And they have a little bit of a balanced attack as well. Uh, LaDamian Webb, over 1,000 yards rushing for South Alabama. They're, I, I just like their balance a little bit better. You get in this game for 46 bucks, by the way, into the Superdome. I'll, I'll take the Jaguars here, fellas. I think they're a more complete team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm with you. I'm definitely taking, taking the Jags. I mean, it's the fun belt scout, fellas. I mean, I saw Conference USA a lot with the Hilltoppers, so they're not what they were. Brandon Dottie's not walking through that door. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, Petrino or Braum or any of the rest of those Hilltoppers. Let's go to the next game. Enough talking about the Hilltopper program. All right. Thursday, December 27th. Yeah, you want me to talk. 7.30 kickoff from another kind of longstanding one here. Lock. Martin Armed Forces Bowl sees the Bears of Baylor travel from Waco to take on the Falcons of Air Force. Ooh. Ooh. My buddy that went to uh, Dave, Dave Mann. Great man. <laughs> but uh, Air Force, I think they 
if I recall correctly, they won the uh, cup, didn't they? Commander's Cup. Uh, the Commander-in-Chief trophy, yes. Air Force did win Yeah, that. Yeah. They won that. So, Air Force always seems to have the uh, sturdiest, most prepared um, fleet in the United States. I mean, Arsenal. And... <laughs> So that's why I'm always going to go for Air Force because, good God, I've seen people come from West Point that they couldn't throw a bottle from here to the washing machine. <laughs> hey, um, Air Force has had a really good team, too, this year. Really, really good. They're playing this at TCU Stadium, correct? Uh, so yeah, so. this yeah. is yeah, yeah, this is being played from Amon G. Carter Stadium. Where is Stadium. Baylor yeah. at, though? You know what I mean. That's what I'm wondering. Like they've lost three in a row. Baylor is halfway between Austin and. Oh, I know. We're waking <laughs> Mark. I know. I meant where are they at mentally? You know. Well, shit, you said. <laughs> I mean, they battled in two of these ball games, TCU and Texas, but they got destroyed by K State. I don't know. I I just Baylor was was riding high there, got to six and three, had that nice little run after they lost to the Mountaineers, and now I don't know. I, I feel like Air Force is really going to be up for this game. I kind of like Air Force plus six and a hook here. I love the under the forty nine and a half. I'm going over. I think uh, Air Force. I think Air or bless you. Thank you. I think the Air Force is going to show a little bit more firepower on offense. I mean, I like what's going on over there. Because we don't have a cough button, guys. (laughs) (laughs) You like what's going on with Air Force, though, Mark? I like it. Air Force is going to do really good. They've got a lot of firepower, and I believe the uh, screen stuff with the triple option that that will benefit Air Force and that will get them the win. See, I actually really do kind of like Baylor in this one. I don't don't know if I like Baylor to cover the six and a half, but here's the one thing I do like uh, about Baylor. And this is going to be, I think, the thing that maybe rears its head is, is we've seen Baylor offensively be able to score points in bunches. Um, you know, I mean, they did it in Morgantown. I mean, they were scoring at will mm-hmm. until Shapin went down. Is it, Air Force is not a team you get down 10, 14, nothing. It, they're not going to throw the ball. They can't throw the ball. I mean, six, that's, seven yards a game throwing the ball. If they get behind early, this thing could get ugly in a hurry because they are just not going to be built for that. Agreed. But I think it's going to be the exact same. Because um, I've seen Baylor and I've seen TCU. I went to both of those games. And, um, both of them shown Show some fight. I think TCU, though, 
at the very end. But I'm not saying like what you're trying to allude to that uh, Baylor or yeah, Baylor's gonna flop and just yeah, really die. Yeah, yeah. It's I like this Daniels kid, the quarterback for Air Force, and Roberts is is just a kind of a, a bull in a china shop. There, I mean, he had 1,600 yards this year, 15 touchdowns, the fullback. He's going to hit Baylor. Are they going to be ready? We'll see how Rand, how fired up Rand has got this crew um, for a game that doesn't mean much right before Christmas. We'll see. So the, that can, that's the only game on Thursday. So Friday the 23rd. A little doubleheader before Christmas Eve. I like it. Yep, at 3 o'clock. The Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. The Raging Cajuns. What a name for a bowl. Of the University of Louisiana taking on the old ball coach. Yeah, we're all slaying around a little. The fight pretty good. Houston and Dana's little shocker cap. I'm I'm embarrassed. (laughs) I'm embarrassed right now for Coach. Uh, I'll take Houston, by the way, in this game. Louisiana's bad, bad. Uh, Houston minus seven, CJ. Uh, six in the hook. Oh, yeah. Give me the Shockers. <laughs> Clayton Toon will have a good game against Louisiana. Yeah, Their defense is like, not that good. Yeah, you know, Toon. You know, Toon. He's going to throw it around the ball a little bit. Six. Yeah, number three. He's going to throw it around a little bit. Woolrich can run a little bit. 15 and a half is kind of weird. Take Houston. They'll win it. Yeah, double header that day, though, you said, right? Yes, double header, because then at 6.30, we get the Union Home Mortgage Gasaprella Bowl featuring the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest against the Tigers of Missouri. That one's in Tampa, right? Yes, this one is at Tampa. It's at Raymond James Stadium. I'm going to take Wake. I think it's probably like a two-point line. No. I think Wake's going to big win big. I think no. Sam Hartman's going to have a huge game against Missouri, kind of send off his career. Uh, think- Wake is a one point five. Okay. okay, I think Missouri's going to win big. Guess what, Blaine? Uh, Hartwell just uh, declared for the draft. Well, he's going to play. Is he not playing this game? He's not playing the game. Ooh, that line should definitely be a lot different than that by the time we get there. So, so be advised. Be advised. Put money on it. Be advised. Eli, Eli Drinkwood is the geekiest son of a bitch I've ever seen coach football team. So, Hey, Brady Cook's been playing well for Missouri, too, of late. That's a good good call there, Mark, about his ability Uh Cody Schrader kind of tearing it up on the ground. Missouri might be really yeah. ready to play. Okay. I get where you're going there. We got the white bowl of Melikliki Mock. Uh, CJ, what do we got in that? Okay. Yep. In the easy post Hawaii bowl, the Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders taking on the Aztecs from San Diego State. Whew. Middle Tennessee's got the big win over the bad. Otherwise, I'll go San Diego State by about 10. 
San Diego State minus seven. Oh, I think the Aztecs will win this one. They're not what they were. They're still pretty interesting. Although Middle's been playing hot down the stretch. I, that's, I don't know. Maybe a stay away game. <laughs> stay away game Christmas Eve. Read read the night before Christmas and don't bet on this game. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely would stay away from me. I like San Diego State to, to find a way to win it, but yeah, I'm staying away from, from 49 and a half's wild, too. And then just because they have for Christmas, so you're still getting it per your, uh, per your business. Yeah, at 2.30, the Quick Lane Bowl features New Mexico State and Bowling Green, the Fighting Deggies. <laughs> the old Fighting Deggies. The old Fighting uh, Deggies. They actually are the McDonald's now. Bowling Green... I like them in this game. I'd say they're about a three-point favorite. Jerry Kill and this boys got by Valpo to get to this game. Bowling Green, they've had a resurgence this year. That offense is good with the receivers on the outside. They beat the herd after Marshall stunned Notre Dame in South Bend. I'll go Bowling Green here, CJ. And uh, I'll take boy. I'll take the total being over in this game, 48, 49 or 50 or whatever it might be sitting at. Yeah, the, the total is at 48. Uh, Bowling Green's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I'm with you. I kind of like Bowling Green in this one. Um, I love the over. Um, New Mexico State um, you know, had shown an ability really over the last, you know, four weeks to really put up points. Um, you know, they've got 51 uh, 14 against Missouri, but then they put 49 up on a Liberty team that really you could tell didn't want to be there. And then obviously Valpo 65. Um, but this is an offense that's, you know, shown an ability to, to get you in around the 30. Um, I think Bowling Green will, you know, definitely get there too. Cause I don't think New Mexico state defensively is going to have a whole lot of answers for them. Yeah. I'd agree with you CJ on that. I think that there's no reason not to be taking the over in this game. Bowling Green defensively has shown a little bit at times, but I just can't go there to to not to not pull the trigger on it over here. So we'll come back and take the games during the Christmas holiday up to New Year's, and then the big ones later on. Looks like Mark kind of got lost in the uh, the ghost of uh, Christmas Christmas past there in the Anchor Jail. Yeah, yeah, he definitely got sent to Anchor Jail. <laughs> it happens. He's 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 been flirting with it for a while. <laughs> you know he, he, yeah you know he had to learn like we did the hard way well guys happy happy holidays to everyone if you're listening to this bowl special um and, and we'll be back with more uh we'll, we'll probably be dropping another bowl and a little closer to christmas that deals with the post-christmas bowl games but uh hope everyone's having happy holidays and uh the best time of the year man andy williams play us off right cj absolutely It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year Hey, this is Mark Basham. I'm just wanting to give a little bit of eulogy to Coach Leach. We all knew he passed here this past uh, Tuesday. Uh, 
Tuesday night, I believe. And I don't want to speculate on the reasoning for his passing, but I do want to say a few words. Coach Leach and I pretty much followed a similar path. He was an attorney who went through master's at Pepperdine University. I was an attorney that went through master's all also at West Virginia University. So I understand the feeling that Coach Leach got whenever he decided, I'm not going to get into litigation. I'm going to get into the football realm. Now, I did a different pattern of it. I went through into sports writing, but Coach Leach, he was so damn smart. He was able, and I know, I've read the book Swing the Sword. He was drawing up plays during law school classes. So he was already trying to figure out the air raid offense at that point. And it's unbelievable the amount of impact he's had in not only college football and all of American tackle football. He um, he has done so much and innovated the offenses to this day to where they are completely in his style. And for that, you have to appreciate him. I appreciate him for just his ballsiness at this point to do what he did and make sure that future generations of football coaches may be able to follow in the same footsteps. And in that realm, just following the same same footsteps of just being a smart ass and a great <laughs> quote every now and then. That was the best every time from Coach Leach. So I will miss Coach Leach. I uh, met him one time. He was a great guy. I know some people that actually fished with him in Key West. They said he was the exact same way on that fishing boat as he was on camera. And if anybody saw Coach Leach on camera, you know that is the honest-to-God truth if you met him. <laughs> but rest in peace, Coach Leach. You were a true icon and college football world and America in general. You're a national icon. We will all miss you.